Welcome to our community. This is Thoris Silverbeth. Um, we are in Parshas Vayera, and we were talking about visibility and seeing things. And one of the things is that we were saying that Hashem appeared to, to the Avais, to the Avais with a lower name than to us. We said this yesterday. He appeared to us at Matan Tyra with the name Sheil Yudkevavke. And this is, this is, this is kind of the Shidduch name. In other words, let's just say this. When Hashem wants to put together really an unlikely Shidduch, two realities that really don't fit together, which is heaven and earth, Ruchni and Gashmi, physical and spiritual and physical, then I don't know if I'm correct in saying he steps into the, the, the name Yudke Vavke. He steps into that aspect of himself and from that place he, he's able to do what he chooses not to do when he steps into other names of himself. I don't know if I'm saying it right, and I, I can't I can't promise that I'm, I'm detecting it properly, but but this is it. So now, where is this taking us? That we're about we're about to do that. We're about we're we're entering Yemayis Mashiach, and we're about to step into, as it says in Yemayis Mashiach, the Niglak Flood Havaya Barucho Bater Yachtav Kipiyashem Diva. And the glory of Yudke Vavke will be revealed. And all physical flesh will see that everything comes from the mouth of Hashem. Okay. So what does that mean? We are about to step into the time when the glory of this name of Hashem, which creates this Shaduk of, of spiritual and physical, plus a whole bunch of other things, will be revealed. Everyone will see it. Everyone will have access to it. So we clearly need to do some kind of preparation. To step into that, right? I mean, we we'll think about it. We were saying yesterday, we, how could you have gone for from the 1950s when life seemed okay to Yemaisa Mashiach, a difficult transition because everybody was quite comfortable in the way they were living, including concealing some not such savory things that were all undercover, and now nothing's undercover. <laughs> so it looks much worse now, but it's actually much better now because. Now we really are on the fast train into Yemaisa Mashiach, and you can see how the world, the world is much more ready in that sense, just because the world is much more ready because of the deterioration of society, the visible deterioration of society. In the 1950s, society was extremely deteriorated. Mm-hmm. We just had the Holocaust, and people just went back to life, you know, right? In the 1950s, you had Woolworths. Remember Woolworths? Yeah. And you could go and you could buy little hair, band, hair bows and you could, you know, have a um, drink of soda and, you know, you could sit at the counter. And it was such a fun, relaxing place. It was such a nice time, right, those years. But it was actually an extremely evil world. Like people were like, how do you, after the Holocaust, just serve, in, um, serve ice cream sundaes and ice cream sodas at, the, <laughs> at, at Woolworths on the revolving little stool there? How do you do that? So, so therefore, we're talking about a world that, in a sense, was extremely dark in the 50s, but it looked very light. And now we have a world that's extremely, that, that looks very dark, but it's obviously fairly light. And why would we say it's fairly light? Because all of the infection is actually coming out to the outside. So once all the secrets are coming out, then it's not frightening. It's, it's right in front of your eyes, and then you, have, you do what you have to do to fix it. Although we don't always feel we have the tools to fix it yet. Um, but, what we're, you know, yesterday was very impressive when Rifka was saying, 
she goes into places where there are really immoral stuff going on, and she says to them straight, you're, you're fighting God, and you should know that. It's an interesting idea, right? So, okay, so here's, here the idea is the following. This idea that Hashem, Yudke Vavke, Shema Essen, the, the, the name of Hashem, a level of Hashem which is above the world, happened in Matan Gaira. Um, and, um, and yet, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov did not get to see it. Even though the Avais were before Matan Tyra, but Avram Avinu did do the entire Tyra, even before it was given, what you saw was a beginning of this union in Matan Tyra with Avram Avinu, with one thing. Spiritual and physical merge, that's Matan Tyra. You saw it in one thing, his bris mila. What did you say? Yes, it was three things, bris mila. Right, so we'll go into that later. His bris mila. His bris mila was a union of spiritual and physical. Because before Matan Tyra, anything that was, any holiness that was brought down into the world went back up at the end of the process. Yaakov Avinu put on fillin with sticks, and and then he threw the way, threw away the sticks. We cannot throw throw away fillin anymore. Why not? Godliness is permanently invested, and it doesn't leave in those fillin. So, the one and only thing in the world that now had permanent holiness in it was the Grishmila of Avram Avinu. So, if you want to say, so was there the marriage of, of Elyon and Tafsin of, of upper and lower spiritual and physical? Yeah, there was already. So, that it was in one person, in one place, at one time. Okay. Now, think about it. That's not good enough for us. You know, for instance, if somebody says, well, we all know the story of, of whichever Rebbe opened the window to smell the air to see if Mashiach was there. That wasn't satisfactory. Meaning, he had Mashiach in his room. That's nice. How does that help me? If he, it's, it's very nice and it's inspiring. There's certainly an infinite difference between somebody has the revelation of Mashiach, but nobody else, to nobody. It's really almost an infinite difference, but it's just not good enough. That's not what it is. Remember, the end goal is there's a promise, and the promise is a fact. The entire world, all uh, uh, all physical flesh will perceive the glory of Yotke Vake, this name of Hashem that we're talking about. Everybody's going to see it. Not only your eyes will see it, your arms and your legs, your eyelashes will see it, and they'll all declare it. So that's what we're on the way to, how we're going to get there. So we're saying it, it happened a long time ago, but only one person, one place, one time, one mitzvah, one part of the body, essentially. Um, and by the way, this brismila was a preparation. So it was the quality of Mazen was a preparation for Mazen But before it was a preparation for Mazen what was it? Yitzchak had to marry Rivka. Yitzchak had to be born from a father who had Brismila. <coughs> so really, this Shiddah of Yitzchak and Rivka, and they represent the world of Man Ban, spiritual and physical, you know, the Shaman and Guf, etc. This was a, a Shiddah that was pretty, that wasn't just a private Shiddah. But this marriage of these two individuals was the marriage of spiritual and physical, everything, the shama and body and all of that. And it couldn't happen 
We are here because of, we are their children. We would not be here if Yitzchak's father had not had a brick we love. Because we have to be holy. We have the potential to be fully holy. If he had gone into this marriage and he wasn't born from Brit Mila, we would not be able to achieve what we're here to achieve. The end of the story could never happen unless the beginning of the story started right. So, um, and it's interesting that it happened through Eliezer, etc. So, when it says that I appeared, when Hashem says I appeared to Avram, Yitzhak, the Yaakov, the Kel Shakai, um, you know, it was a, it was a beginning. Um, what? Okay, so by the way, what is it that the Avais did? Remember, they did not need such a high revelation of Hashem. But without them, we would not have been able to receive the Tyrus. What is it that they did? What was their example? They have something that, that they're amazing at that we don't have. And we have something, they have something they can do that we can't. And we have something we can do that they can't. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, let's say you, you, you can paint pictures, but maybe you can't play the cello. And maybe somebody else can play the cello, but they can't paint. So what did the Avais do and have that we don't have? What did they do that we don't do? Yeah. They lived in a constant mode of pure mysterious nefesh. We try to get it from them, but we're not always doing it. That was their modus operandi. That's what they did all the time. However, I'll tell you what they couldn't do. They couldn't merge spiritual and physical permanently. Couldn't do it. Not because they couldn't do it simply, I guess, because it wasn't the time. Now, what can we do that they can't do? Huh, give me a penny right now. Give me a nickel right now. I'll put it in the pushka. I just merged spiritual and physical. The Avais couldn't do it. Imagine that. You take a nickel, you put it in the pushka, and you're able to do what the Avais couldn't do. Again, they weren't given permission to do it. But you can do what they could not do. So this was nothing for you. This was a no-brainer. I can, I can put a nickel in the pushka. But have Messiris Nefesh 24-7, don't ask me to do that. Yeah? So, so, so that's one of the things. So um, what we're looking for is that this union of Rukhni and Gatha, as physical and spiritual, should come down into the boundaries of the world, into the limitations of the world. Well, now look at the world today. The world has cracked open. So everything, right? Oh, right, yeah, I think I'm on record. The world is cracked open. The vessel of the world has literally cracked. No crazy glue is going to put it back together again. But once it's cracked open, it's without a definition. All of the definitions of, you know, the really unholy stuff, it's not true definition. It's a fake definition. In a way, I think you could say because if something's not ultimate truth, I'm going to let's backtrack for a second. There's a kind of river that's called a lying river. You know what kind of river it's called? It's a lying river. It's telling lies, fake news. It looks like a river, and it's a fake river. You know what a fake river is? Allah says, one that dries up every once in every seven years. Wow. If it's not, if it doesn't have water in it always, 
It's not, it's called, not a, it's not a real river. It's a fake river. It's called Maimam Mechazim, water that lies. Because I'm a river. No, you're not. Because I was here, I was here six years ago and I saw there was no water. So this is, this is a psyop. This is, this is Hollywood gimmicks. Oh no, you figured me out, right? So anything, so, so actually Chassidus says, anything, what is, what is, what is truth? Something that's eternal. Period. Very simple. Very simple explanation. Truth is something that's eternal. Anything that's not eternal is not true. Period. Right? So when you look at the world today, as much as their philosophies are very noisy, and they really make an effort to normalize them so that you think that everybody's doing it, So, yes. okay. so, so we're talking about, so we're talking about, um, what is true? Something that's eternal. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the insanity of the world today, but none of that is truth, is it? It's all against Hashem, like very directly against Hashem. The gender stuff and the this stuff, it's, it's not slightly off. It's fighting Hashem much, right? So it's not truth. So, so Hasidus says, truth is eternal, and eternity is truth. So, because this stuff is not true, the whole philosophy that they're making it seem like, but everybody does it, is just normal. But really, since it's not true, we know it's not going to last. Very simple math. A equals B, B equals C, A equals C. Very simple math. It can't last because it's not true, truth, and truth cannot, and untruth cannot last forever. It can make a lot... to say God's will. It's not right. God's will. It's not truth. No, God's will is truth and nothing else is truth. Okay, I, only Kyra, the Rebbe says, only Kyra is truth and nothing else is truth. Some stuff is, is right, you know. Oh, uh, what, you know, vitamin C is very good to take. That's not truth. First of all, you know the research is going to change a hundred times. Kyra does. Right. Kyra does. So, 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 that idea that the world's vessel is going to crack open, and you know it is cracked open, and now because they are living in a, a state of temporary, it's a temporary reality, you know, if you come in louder, you will overwhelm their temporary reality. So, um, I want to just jump a little bit here. Um Okay, one sec. We're just saying that the revelation of Matsyantira is that the essence of a Jew should come and be and and be revealed in a revealed way. Which what we're saying is that when we're struggling to overcome bad habits, the bad habits don't come from the place of truth in us. They come from the grub kite of the world. Whether we're well, yeah, from Klipa. Whether we're addicted to sugar or coffee or or anger or you name it, or trans, right? So all of this stuff does not come from truth. It doesn't come from the essence from the essence of our soul. It does not. So there are two ways to fix it. I wish I could live on the level of my real truth. You know, speak your truth. You know how everybody says speak your truth. But what they're saying, their idea of speak your truth is ridiculous. Speak your truth, so I hate you. I think you look disgusting in a pink sweater. I'm speaking my truth. That's not truth, right? 
<laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? That, that's not the speak your truth. I don't know where they, they use that word. But the point is, one way is I could, I, if I could let go, if I could let go of all my addictions to stuff of the world and not be dragged down by the earthiness of the world, I'd be addiction-free. Never be upset, never be discouraged, never never eat brownies, never that, all that. There's another way. That's why we're in this. But there's not an easier way, way, but a direct way. You know how it says, when we were at Matanzara, it would have taken us 11 days. It's an 11-day journey there to Israel. Fast. One, two, three, you're there. But it's the quick way. It's, it's the fast way, but it's not, it's not an easy way. So we went the longer way, 40 years. So the longer way, how do I get rid of my addictions and my habits? So now, you know, I have to work on my physicality. I'm not addicted to coffee in my neshama. My neshama is not addicted to coffee. My body is addicted to coffee. I drink coffee. My, you, know, you know what I'm saying? My physicality that comes from the physicality of the world. You live in New York. How could you not drink coffee? You know, it's like, so, so, but imagine if the essence of my neshama could be revealed. That part of me is, you know, doesn't get messed up, no addictions. It's above all the rules. It's above all the problems. Right. It doesn't get addicted. Because it's a physical thing. Right. Connected to Hashem. Yeah. Instead of right. other things there. Right. So, but think if you could, if you, you know, like we said about Hanukkah time, the, the the cruise of oil. The cruise of oil, that pure oil. We have that cruise of pure oil in ourselves. The pintaliyid, the spark, the essence of the neshama. It's it's addict, addict free, addictive free, additive free. Uh, all that. Nothing gets to it. Nothing can mess it up. That doesn't just mean that God forbid you won't do avayrus. On that level, also, you never become discouraged. You never get upset. You never feel. You know, all, all of the negative emotions that we have, it doesn't ever come close. That part of the neshama doesn't feel any of that stuff. It's almost like if you could have a, a conversation with the essence of your soul, your essence of the neshama, and say, you know, what, if, you know what it's like when somebody sees you in a certain way and you feel very upset, and the essence of the nefesh is like, no. Right? It's like going to a therapist that, that is so upbeat, he never experienced any, and you say, you know what it's like when you feel that this and this, and he said, no, but I'll write it down. He has no idea what you're talking about. Your essence and nephesh probably, I'm thinking, I'm not sure, is so pure, it doesn't have these problems. But it has its problems when it clashes with the world. I don't know if it has a problem with the clashes with the world. I don't know. No, I don't know if it has a problem with the clashes when it clashes with the world. But the problem is, what's the problem with the essence of your soul? By the way, where do you get, where is your essence, the essence of your soul Said, by whom is it said? Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. They lived on that level. It, ha- it happens to be the level of Mesir Nefesh. They live on that level of Esam Nefesh. So from them, we don't get this ability to make these big shidduchim between spiritual and physical, but from them we get the ability to live on the level of Mesir Nefesh. Always. Right? So we get that ability to live in that place of essence, the essence of the soul, essence and nefesh. That's amazing. And not only we will or we used to. Now, 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 now. Maybe we have to say, Avram Avinu, help me. We just learned about Avram Avinu, right? Just before, in the year before. 
Avram Avinu help me. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. But we do ask them to help us every morning when we dive in. We ask for help. We need, I need to live in that place, that pure, simple place that's not naive. On the contrary, it's so powerful that it, it, does, it doesn't give anything, it doesn't, it doesn't get touched by any of these things. There's only one problem with that little spark of Mashiach in me, that little Ekim and Nefesh. You know what the problem is? It's too quiet, and it lives out there somewhere off in, you know, some place in Svats, but you can't even find the place. It's somewhere, you know what I'm saying, it's some corner of Yerushalayim that no matter how many times you go down the street, you never find it. It's somewhere, but I don't know where. comes out once once in a lifetime. When? And the person gives their life al Kiddush Hashem. Great. Thanks, but no thanks. The SMNF. We don't have so much. It's hard to gain access to it. It's it's too hidden and it's too quiet. Okay, it comes out when we learn to be Mr. Tyra. So here, what the Sikha is saying is um, that the essence of a Yid, which is the level of the Avish, should come down into revelation, into your everyday life, into your kaisas, and into your body, into the things, into your coffee addiction. <laughs> and so that, so that we should be able to accomplish in the world through mitzvahs, bringing down that level of godliness, which is higher even than upper and lower, the spiritual and physical. So, so first of all, how could we heal all of our personal things if we could strengthen the essence and nefesh in ourselves, and we feel it most of the day? It's a it's a traffic free, it's a it's a problem free zone. The essence and nefesh. It is going to be when Mashiach is there. But that, but that's already that's the no brainer. That you just sit in your armchair and say, "I'm so glad Mashiach is here." Remember when it used to be so hard with the coffee and the donuts and the pastries? Oh, Hashem, no more. So what do you think? Hashem is like, sure. You should say, Hashem, you should have done this thousands of years ago. <laughs> what, what did I need to mush myself with the coffee and the donuts for? You know, I could have I could have been fifty pounds lighter. Why didn't you just do this a long time ago? Yes, there's a reason. Okay, we don't want to justify it. But now we get to do it. But the question is, how can that part of us be strengthened so that it actually comes comes out? So that is by bringing the two. By what? By the two. In other words, um, let's say it's like this. Um, our job is to take what the Avais had automatically, mm-hmm. access to the Yetzim and the Nefesh, and, and make it everyday life. Because we live in this world in which, you know, everything about every, you know, um, we, we can easily merge spiritual and physical. Just give me a nickel. I'll put it in the pushka. Boom. You know, I'm a Wonder Woman. Hey, you want to see somebody merge spiritual and physical? <laughs> uh, yeah. What kind of person does that? Me. Give me a nickel. <laughs> I'll put it in the bush. It's unbelievable. They couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. But our job, and we want, now, why do you need to merge them? Because this physical world is a physical world. And you want godliness totally invested in this physical world. It's called dwelling place for Hashem. Who gets to do it? You do. You do. So we take the ability, the input from the Abbas, Avram Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and then we take the fact that we live in a physical world and 
we're comfortable here, and we put the two together, and we have this new this new recipe. So um, so so the rep is asking, why do we need to know now about something that happened three thousand years ago that, or more than three and a half thousand years ago that Hashem did not reveal himself with Yitzhak? Okay, and the answer, a little bit of the answer is. What did we have at Bat Antaira? Hashem Yudke Vavke is revealed via Daitim Kiani Avaya. And yet, in the future, it's going to be the real thing for everybody. Everybody's going to see the truth. Ding, ding, ding. Figure it out now. Why do you think every, why do you think the world is full of lies? It's a preparation for everybody seeing the truth. Believe it or not, there's still a few people left with cognitive thinking. Grab them and, you know, and shake their hand when you meet them. But there are a few cognitive thinkers left in the world, right? And some of them are on the radio and they have their, their, their shows and their podcasts. And they can still think cognitively and critically. And, and they're saying, huh, there are a lot of lies being propagated. The whole world is one big lie. Everything's a lie. You know, these days, right? You don't know what to trust. Oh, they sent people this and this grant from the government to buy more food. Don't trust, we don't trust anything anymore because, right, it's a world of checkers. So it's a segue, is that the word segue? It's a perfect segue into the world in, which is eternal truth. I guess you can't go, we said in the 1950s, from a little bit of truth and then some concealed lies to ultimate truth. People, people were too satisfied. It's like the baby that takes a nap for five minutes and then you can't get him to go to sleep for hours. So people were too satisfied in the 50s with their fake truth, and everybody thought it was real truth, and everybody lived that way, and life was quiet. But now, people are starting to, excuse me, vomit out. There's so much lies that some people are getting stomach cups. Look at that. Right over here, there's a thing of tongues. I saw it. Here, antacid tablets, sitting right here where we're learning. Antacid tablets. Antacid tablets, because... The, the lies that are being propagated are starting to give people stomachache. That's good. Well, what should you do when you're getting a stomachache from, from so many lies? What if somebody comes to you with truth? Oh, you might want to actually hear the truth. You might actually feel better. Your stomach might feel better if you hear truth. And you might become so addicted to the truth. Good. That, that's all you want is truth. Oh, here we are, the Jewish people. We are here that when people are sick of, of the addiction to the lies, they say, I want something else. They say, well, we have truth. They might actually be willing to listen. How perfect is that? We anyway like to talk. Right? If you're Jewish, usually you like to talk. So, so, so very good. And we have what to say? Truth. And they're sick of lies. It's a perfect, like, everything is perfect shiva. And it says, Vahaya Havaya Lila Lokim. You know what that means? That the revelation from a very high place all the way to Shema Vaya will be like Elohim. Normal will be like the, the splitting of the sea type of energy. Like, wow, 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 I should have making this unbelievable miracle. Will be everyday life. Will be everyday life. That's, you see the difference? It's not going to be, the wows will be gone. Maybe there will be other wows. But everyday life will be um, you know, oh, well, I wish I had a, a latte right here, right now. And, and me, okay, somebody walks in. Oh, did you ask for a latte? Here it is. 
<laughs> and we won't say, wow, that was amazing. We're still using it. Oh, my goodness. I said I wanted it. And, and like that, like Rivka said the other day, oh, somebody came there and said, hmm, maybe I need to teach it. Somebody came there and said, I want to give you a teaching job and you better take the job. I was like, whoa. It just came there. Mm-hmm. Right? My column, actually. Your column. Right. It's just, you have a thought and it comes. So Havaya will be like Elohim. Normal will be open miracles. So then what's going to happen to the open miracle energy that we rely on now? In other words, it's kind of like, that guy's really rich. He has a million dollars. Somebody comes along and says, a million dollars. Like, come on. Right? That's not really rich. He's like, he's doing okay. Really rich is 20 trillion or something like that. You know, like the globalist. So, so, so really rich is, is the 20 trillion. So what's going to be when now we're like, wow, did you see Hashem made this open miracle? The sun came out for the Lagbimer parade. When it was raining, all of a sudden the sun came out. Open miracle. So that's going to be normal. So what, what, then what do we do for miracles then? Will we just get used to no more miracles? Can't be. Mm-hmm. You just move. You just upgrade the system. You know, with your phone and your computer. Oh, let's find out. <laughs> um, um, I have to figure it out. Let's see what it says here. Okay, so we're just we're just going to finish off with this very quick. We're, we're finishing here. That we now we're in three parts. So essentially, we're looking at life as before Matantira. Matan Taira and after Matan Taira. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 let's say it like this. Uh, before Matan Taira, Matan Taira, and Geula. Okay. Right? These three phases. So, that's Shmeit, um, Vaera, and Vaik. I'm trying to, Shmeit is kind of, you know, going down into the difficulty. And then Vaera, um, and Vaik, I'm trying to find it here. Um, dealing with different realities, but our ultimate goal is, if we have it here, the three Parshas are, Parshas Shmite is speaking about being a Mitzrayim. The core of Barzil is very difficult. You're preparing for Mount Tyre. What else are you doing there? Isn't much else to do other than, well, what are you, what are you guys doing here in Mitzrayim? Well, we're preparing for Mount Tyre. Okay. And then, that's before Mount Tyre. Then there's Parshas era where it says, say to the Yidden, the Adaitim Kin He's already, this is it. It's sort of, he's telling us, we're going to be standing at Mount Tyre. And then Farsha's Bai, Bai Oparo, is, is already the energy of the future. Oh, and wow. the same thing, we see that in this generation. We see that actually in the years, the Balalula of Yoshvat, the Fear of the Kareva. We see that, you know, 10 years, 10 years, 10 years, that's enough. 10 years when he, he spent in Russia, and that was tough. It was like being in Mitzrayim. Tremendous op- opposition. And then 10 years in, in Poland, Teaching, teaching Tyra, but in a place of Kedusha, you know, like receiving this, like Matan Tyra. And then the 10 years over here in, in 1940 to 1950 in America, well, that was interesting. In a way, it was very difficult, a wasteland. But on the other hand, it opened up the way for Yemaisa Mashiach. So the bottom line is our job is to bring this, bring the very purest, purest piece of us, and it's being fed by the Abba, Javram Yitzhak and Yaakov, out into Revelation. Don't keep it. It's no longer a secret. Don't keep it a secret. Not only that, when you deal with people, try to bring it out in other people. 
it's not so simple, but try to bring it out in other people. Try to speak to other people in a way that you somehow enable them to step into the better part of themselves. Like, like we'll end with this. Rabbi Seller would get in the taxi, and he would say, he wouldn't just sit there quietly. He would say, how are you today? Now he asked for a reason. Because the taxi driver was living a, you know, fairly gullistic life. He's thinking about his taxi, he's thinking about his money, whatever he's thinking about. So the taxi driver would say, fine, thank you. And Rabbi Feller would say, don't thank me, thank God. So what was he doing? He was on the level of whatever this taxi driver, he was bringing out whatever the essence of this taxi driver was at that moment so that he brought him to a deeper place in himself. That's why we do misframe. That's why when we speak to somebody, we try to, you know, get them to a place where we bring them to their, the, the truth of themselves. When she says to people, you're fighting God, she tries to bring them to a place where they still remember, uh, where, where there still is that contradiction. I'm living this crazy life, but maybe she's right, I'm fighting God. You know, one second, I'm almost done. And we know all those stories of people who went on the same, got virtually smacked in the face, would you like to put on film today? No. Whoa, okay, 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 okay. And ran away. And yet those no's were yes. And we saw it in a video, just and with this, we saw it in a video that somebody said that he had been in Yeshiva all his life, and then he got away from it. He wasn't putting on film for years. And somebody came up to him and into his store in on Collins Avenue, Miami Beach, and said, you want to put on film? He said, no. And he said, and poor kids. said, but after he left, they said, why did I say no? He said, I decided to put on film, and I've never stopped since then, and I met him 12 years ago. And I want this boy to know that he changed my life. So when he thinks that the only good Messiah experiences are when people say yes, no. The best ones are when they say no. So the best ones, so we don't have to be afraid of the darkness. It's impressive, but we don't have to be afraid of it because it's not really saying, I don't want God. It's saying, I really do want God. That's why I've been so crazy. So you finally, you know, get me out of this. Help me out. So may we find ourselves getting out of this craziness into the light that's embedded in, in the Gula Misha Special Amendment.